Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And we're into extra time. Hello and welcome to Extra Time. I'm Barry Guy. This is our last show of 2018 and I'll go back over the year looking at some of the highlights and lowlights. 2018 may well be remembered as the year of the sporting reviews. While on the field, there was plenty of success around the world and closer to home. Brazier, away from the 22. Kelly Brazier up towards the halfway line. Kelly Brazier, she's going wow. to win the gold medal for New Zealand. I remember them, I sort of turned around for a second and seen they were there and I sort of had a wee sneaky look back to see if um, any of my mates were there and they sort of just gave me a blank look so I just turned back around and um, tried to pin the ears back and just headed for that corner and yeah, thankful to get over the line there in the end. Kelly Brazier played her part in a dramatic last day at the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games and the men followed them onto the top of the dais within the hour. The Games in April were the most successful for a New Zealand team overseas, fifth on the medal table with 46 medals including 15 gold. After the disappointment of the Rio Olympics two years earlier, cycling led the way with 17 medals, including three gold. The men's sprint team and individual sprinter Sam Webster topped the podium, as did mountain biker Sam Gaze. The one-two finish for Gaze and Anton Cooper was a swap of what happened four years earlier, but it was soured at the time by Gaze giving his teammate the finger as he passed him while he was fixing a puncture, believing at the time that he should have waited for him. Gaze had cooled down when we spoke to him later. It's the first time in my life that I've really dealt with this amount of pressure. And then the heat of the moment, I made a, a call or a gesture that was not, in my words, what I would call, you know, manly. <laughs> and um, I'm regretfully sorry about what that caused and how it took away from what that really special performance that we did. And um, it's uh, something I've had to face up to, and it's a great life lesson of, you know, what I need to do being a 22 year old growing up in this world and I'm not talking about you know going an inch faster on the bike I'm talking about being a man and that's what I had to this is what I'm having to learn. The women's hockey team finally won a big tournament taking gold swimmer Sophie Pascoe grabbed two and there were gold medals in squash bowls weightlifting boxing and athletics. Dame Valerie Adams was just pipped for a third straight shot put gold but a silver medal wasn't bad just six months after giving birth to her first child. Six weeks ago it was a struggle to throw 16 metres. Today I've thrown the season's best. I've had my family in the crowd. It's a massive different dynamic now. You know, once upon a time you were really selfish. It's all about you. You need to go here, there and everywhere. Where now it's, uh, what does the baby need? What does the baby need? You know, etc. But one thing I must say is big ups to my mother-in-law. She has been a gem. She has enabled me to come here tonight to perform to the best of my ability and collect the fifth Commonwealth medal. And I cannot thank her enough for that. The Hamilton boxer David Nika grabbed his second straight Commonwealth Games gold, but he didn't have it for long. A month later, it was nicked out of his car. Fortunately, the police were able to recover it a few weeks later. The fact that it had been gone for three weeks and, you know, something like that, uh, if, if it were me, I would have gotten rid of it. So I'd already organised a replacement medal. It was actually on its way here. Um, but the fact that it's, that it's found its way back, is, 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 uh, it's amazing. Another boxer hit the headlines just a week after the Commonwealth Games. 
Joseph Parker challenged Anthony Joshua in a unification heavyweight bout in Cardiff. Joshua was the better boxer and added the WBO belt to his collection. The Parker camp was upset that the referee didn't allow the South Aucklander to work the inside. I guess if I was, if I was on the inside, I could have worked more and I could have done, you know, threw and put more punches, but you know, the ref did his job. All three judges scored for the winner by unanimous decision. The fighting god of the United Kingdom, AJ. You know, the bigger and the better man won on the day. We we still have things to um, we you know, go back and work on, but we're we're still young. We still got a lot of time. We'll be back. We'll be champion again. Since then, Parker is working his way back to the top. Two 16-year-olds made history at the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics, winning bronze medals within a few hours of each other. Both from Wanaka, snowboarder Zoe sadowski sinnett finished third in the big air and freestyle skier Nico Porteous was third in the halfpipe. They couldn't wait to get back home to show off their medals, with Porteous wanting to celebrate with a Kiwi delicacy. Uh, I'm going to have a pie. I'm going to go have steak and pepper pie. I haven't had a pie in at least a month, and so I'm pretty desperate. Fortunately, Porteous didn't tuck into too many pies. He won the halfpipe crown at the World Junior Championships later in the year. On the rugby field, the Crusaders defended their Super Rugby title. They lost to the Hurricanes and Highlanders early on, but then didn't lose again. It was during this campaign, and especially after the final, that the chorus grew for first five Richie Moanga to become the starting All Black number 10. And Crusaders coach Scott Robertson agreed that he had all the skills. He was probably one of the best touch players in New Zealand, so he had great feet and great hands. He can kick a ball, he can clutch penalties and conversions. But now he's brave on D and that's what you need to do. You have to have the whole school set to play test rugby and he showed that he can do it at the highest level in a final of a championship. However, Bowden Barrett did remain the first choice All-Black 10. He helped them to their third straight rugby championship title and they held on to the Bledisloe Cup for a 16th straight year. However, the season wasn't a perfect one. A loss to the Springboks in Wellington and a dramatic last-minute come-from-behind victory against the box at Loftus Firstfeld Richie Mwanga did have the pleasure of converting the match-winning try. Savia. Savia, I reckon he stretched and maybe got it. Yes, he did. Well, the All Blacks never, never, ever give up. And the conversion is over. And the game is over. And the All Blacks have won it. The All Blacks also suffered their first ever loss to Ireland in Dublin. This year showed that there will be a number of contenders for the World Cup in Japan in 2019. The Cup will also be the last for Steve Hansen after he confirmed he'll stand down as All Blacks coach after the tournament. It's going to happen at some stage, you're going to get the chop by someone else or you make a decision to leave yourself and thankfully I've been able to surround myself with good people and, and good players who, who have allowed me to make this decision myself. It's not the end because uh, we've still got another 12 months to go. It was a big year for women's rugby. For the first time, 15s players were contracted to New Zealand rugby, and the Farah Palmer Cup continued to grow. On the international field, the Black Ferns got to play two double headers with the All Blacks in tests against Australia. The Black Ferns played five tests in all, winning four of them. New Zealand also won the hosting rights for the 2021 Women's Rugby World Cup. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough incentive to stop Blackfern's captain, Fior or Faomasili, from retiring at the end of the season. The World Cup being at home, it's special, and I definitely want to be a part of it. Um, in any way, you know, um, I won't be playing. So, well, I don't think my body's um, 
in, in that stage at the moment. And, you know, there's one thing that doesn't go down, and that's age. And the New Zealand Sevens team backed up their Commonwealth Games gold medal double with World Cup titles in San Francisco. There weren't too many highlights for New Zealand cricket with no winter tour for the Black Caps, while the White Ferns failed to reach the semi-finals at their T20 World Cup. Last summer, Captain Kane Williamson went past Martin Crowe and Ross Taylor to become New Zealand's top test century maker, scoring his 18th. It was against England at Eden Park. It's about Williamson right now. 99. Yes, he'll get it. He'll get it. It'll run away from the misfield. An appropriate way for Williamson to bring up another 100. That is number 18. That is historic. Go to the top of the class, Kane Williamson. You are the highest test century maker in the history of New Zealand cricket. You're a champion. Williamson then guided New Zealand to an historic test series win against Pakistan in the UAE which featured the emergence of two new spinners, Azaz Patel and Will Somerville. After six years in charge, coach Mike Hessen stood down and he was replaced by Gary Stead. The Australian cricketers found themselves in hot water when TV cameras caught Cameron Bancroft roughing up one side of the ball with tape in a test in South Africa. Bancroft, along with David Warner and captain Steve Smith, all later received lengthy bans. The leadership group knew about it. We spoke about it at lunch and I'm not proud of, of what's happened. You know, it's not within the spirit of the game. My integrity, the team's integrity, the leadership group's integrity has come into question and, and rightfully so. It's, it's certainly not on and it, it, it won't happen again, I can promise you that, under my leadership. It is still to be seen if Smith will have a leadership role with Australian cricket. In football, the end of the last season petered out for the Phoenix without a coach finishing second to bottom in the A-League. And despite a winning start to the new season, the club appears to be still struggling with consistency. Globally, the FIFA World Cup took centre stage in Russia. Going into the tournament, a half a dozen teams appeared to be in with a chance. A young, new-look England side made the semi-finals, but it was France and Croatia that met in the final. Griezmann, Pogba! Possibly now the world! Here's Mbappé! Oh my word! The first teenage World Cup final goal since Pelé himself. It is France. It will be some can-can on the Champs-Élysées tonight. A second World Cup for France. It was a significant year for New Zealand motorsport. Brendan Hartley took part in his first full season in Formula One. However, luck seldom went his way. He grabbed his four championship points and at season's end, he was let go by Toro Rosso. One place he could go in the future is IndyCars, where another New Zealander, Scott Dixon, claimed the title yet again. Something that hasn't been done in 51 years since AJ Foyt did it. Scott Dixon is about to become a five-time champion. Credit where credit's due. Ryan Hunter-Ray wins the Grand Prix of Sonoma, but we witness something that hasn't been done in more than half a century. Scott Dixon is a five-time IndyCar champion. Man, this is so awesome. I can't believe it. I can't believe that's actually happened. I don't know, you always doubt these situations so much that it's never going to happen, and uh, I can't thank everybody enough for, for this. It's so, so cool. It was also pretty cool in the Australian supercars with two New Zealanders fighting it out. 
It came down to the last race once again. This time, Scott McLaughlin came out on top just ahead of Shane Van Gisbergen. McLaughlin and his teammates celebrated in a somewhat questionable style. Yeah, certainly had a couple of sherbets here and there, and, and the trophy was filled up with beer and spirits and uh, chicken McNuggets. You can actually fit 40 McNuggets <laughs> in the trophy, which is quite interesting. But look, I, I had an amazing night, some really cool speeches, some very emotional night, and very cool. Scott McLaughlin. In his second year in charge, Stephen Kearney guided the Warriors to their first NRL finals appearance in seven years. They were knocked out in the first round. Captain Roger Tuivasa Sheik, however, won the Dally M medal at the end of the season. The call was then made to let go of star halfback Sean Johnson, who headed to Cronulla. The Warriors need to back up in 2019, otherwise Kearney's place could well be let go as well. After their disastrous World Cup campaign last year, which resulted in a review, Michael Maguire was hired as Kiwis coach. They were beaten by England in Denver in June. They upset Australia in October before a 2-1 loss to England in the series rounded out the year. The Silver Ferns ended 2017 with four straight losses to Australia and there weren't high hopes for much better this year. Losses to England, Australia and Jamaica in the lead-up to the Commonwealth Games left many wondering if they could make the semi-finals on the Gold Coast. They did, just, but were well beaten in the playoffs and finished fourth, their worst ever result at the Games. Three months later, coach Janine Southby left. Netball New Zealand was eventually able to get the only possible replacement, Nolan Taurua, who was given less than a year to turn around their fortunes before the 2019 World Cup. When you're an elite coach, you're there to win, um, and I don't expect anything less from myself or the reason why I'm in this job. For that to happen, got to work with the franchises underneath, the regions underneath, uh, in regards to those connections, and obviously the players that we do have are very much important to the bigger ingredients of success. In her seven games in charge to date, Taurua has managed one win and four losses against Australia. A number of reviews were held into sports this year. A culture of bullying, poor behaviour, lack of accountability and an inappropriate relationship all existed with a dysfunctional high-performance programme at Cycling New Zealand. Meanwhile, a review into New Zealand football revealed that 12 football Ferns players couldn't have played for the Ferns again if former coach Andreas Heriff had remained coach. Independent reviewer Pip Muir found that Heriff had breached the code of conduct policy on harassment and bullying. I find that the football firm's complaints were genuine and justified. The players were brave in coming forward. They effectively put their careers at risk and that is not something they did lightly. These matters were serious for them. With the review out of the way, the firms went on to qualify for the World Cup and the Olympics while the under-17 women's side made history by finishing third at their World Cup in Uruguay. There are plenty of others worth a mention from 2018. Shot putter Tom Walsh won Commonwealth Games Gold, won the World Indoor Championships and the Diamond League Final. Paddler Lisa Carrington won four medals at the Canoe Sprint World Champs. Olympic champion and America's Cup winning sailors Blair Chuk and Peter Burling both competed in the Volvo Ocean Race but have committed to defending their Olympic 49er title in 2020 and the America's Cup in 2021. After a dry spell of 21 months, Lydia Ko finally won again on the LPGA Golf Tour, while Ryan Fox had his best year on the European Tour. Stephen Adams continues to shine in the NBA. However, rowing, which has traditionally been a successful sport for New Zealand, 
failed to win a gold medal at the World Championships for the first time in 17 years. There were some significant deaths this year, including motorcycle speedway stars Ivan Major and Ronnie Moore, rugby identities Fergie McCormick, Keith Murdoch, Dylan Meeker, Mac McCallion, Gary Sear and Graham Williams, swimmer and coach Jan Cameron, and middle distance runner Dick Quacks. So all in all, another significant sporting year in New Zealand. And there's plenty of sport to come in 2019, including the Rugby World Cup, Nepal World Cup and Men's Cricket World Cup. I'm Barry Guy. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.